Welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with star of Go Go for the Gold Season 2, Go Go Dancer, Model, and Scientist Ace Wild. How you doing today, Sexy? I am doing great. How are you today? I'm good. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I'm going to play with my hair the whole time like I always do. <laughs> I touch my face a lot, rub my beard. Maybe I need to <laughs> wash my face. <laughs> Ooh, skincare, everybody. Skincare is important. Of course, it's what keeps you from looking old as hell. Like, <laughs> keep us from aging like milk. That's melanin, baby. <laughs> That's why I, lo- I love when the people are like I love when people are like I want to be straight. I'm like, what? So you want to look like you're 40 when you're 25? Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm like... <laughs> I still get excited when I get carded. I'm like, sir, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm over 21, but you can take my idea if you want to. <laughs> Work. So where are you originally from? So I'm born and raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I've been there majority of my life and just been bouncing around Virginia. I've only been in LA for like the last year and a half or so. Oh. Um, it's been a fairly fun move. It's been a, there's a lot of things to do here, a lot of opportunities here. So I'm kind of happy I came, even though I miss my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, getting out is great. As I was telling you before, like I'm a, I'm in my hometown now, but I lived in Orlando for four years, which was great because like I am in like a really conservative area in Florida and I just needed to get out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever not left Florida? Like, uh... I've been to Atlanta. Atlanta's planning on is where I'm planning on moving after when I get out of Florida. Just like the black cute little capital. Tra- <laughs> yeah. Cute little transitional city before I decide if I want to live on the East Coast still or move over to the West Coast. Well, it's nice over here. Just very, very expensive. <laughs> Don't expect a house for anything less than three K. <laughs> well, Please, I have someone who's gotten used to the fact that like houses seem like a lot of responsibility. If I want something, I want like a condo. Like I'm talking about just for rent houses, yeah. rent houses, three k. That's so much money. I want to go I back to the and pay a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know. I've been up in the air thinking, like, do I want to move to L.A.? I say West Coast. I was figuring, like, Seattle. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you can do San Diego, which is, like, L.A. I call it L.A. light. So you get, like, the feeling of L.A., but not near as many people. The thing about having a lot of people isn't what I'm worried about. I'm worried about more meeting, how do I put this, genuine people? (laughs) That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Can't argue that. Yeah. I mean, I met a few yeah, from from LA. I'm not going to say everybody's fake, but I'm going to say there are plenty of fake people. But as someone told me, there are fake people everywhere. So Yeah. It just feels like there's a lot more here because there's so many people here. And people yeah. here are just, I'll say, Put me on the record. People here are lazy. <laughs> people here are lazy. And because of the traffic, people are like, oh, you live three miles away? No, nah, that's too far. I can't hang out with you. <laughs> no, I can't hang out with you. Can't do it. Well, yeah. Do it. It's 
because how long does it take to go three miles like 40 minutes <laughs> i mean yeah this is the biggest thing is that you like you there's a dead zone do not travel between 3 and 8 p.m after that you're fine i was yeah. looking to like hang out with someone a couple of days ago and i was like looking we were talking like six o'clock and i was like oh i can come get you it was like an hour drive i was like can't do that and then like 9 p.m i was like oh it was only 20 minutes like sure if you want to hang out we can no. do that <laughs> like that's nothing but that's any city that's True. i know that well, it's just the yeah the biggest thing here is that the public transit sucks but if you go to new york or maybe even dc you can take public transit yes that is as much effort that is the thing that's why when people say like orlando has public transit yes it has shitty public transit there's a bus that is literally the only thing in orlando there's nothing else <laughs> yeah that's basically la we have a train but i've legitimately never see it so I'm like, i don't even know where it goes I'm like, oh there's a train there's a station I'm like where, where the hell does it even go I have no <laughs> idea <laughs> right it's, it's it's a myth at this point yeah i heard there's a train in la supposedly yeah i mean i've never been so like i wouldn't know you ever been to la no it's nice the weather's nice usually that's that's all i got for you <laughs> the, boys are, the boys are kind of cool the boys are kind of hot but that's that's it that's all i got <laughs> you might see a random celebrity on a thursday that's fun right so what was it like for you growing up as a kid um so i had like i had a pretty easy childhood for the most part um i'm the youngest of five i think like the only thing that was like different from my family is that i had a uh, my nieces and net my nieces, my oldest nieces were like one was a year difference for me. So like I was ninety-two, my oldest niece was ninety-three. So that was probably the only highlight to my childhood. Like nothing really crazy happened to me. Um I will say it set a lot of the scenario for like my adult life and that I worked out a lot. I I ran track. I yeah. was a big gamer when I was in um a middle and high school and I still do both of those today. I don't run as much, but I still work out because I used to yeah. be an athlete. And I still play hella games. <laughs> hella games. Like after we finish this, I'm gonna go work out and then sit on my sofa for the remainder of the day. <laughs> that I don't want to do anything else. And like um I didn't really like I came out when I was almost 19, and like my mom and my brothers and my sisters were kind of just were like all right with it because my sister had already come out like six years prior, so they were like, Oh, oh the shock nice. value is gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, the shock value is gone. I was like, okay, cool. And then my niece had a girlfriend before I came out. So they're like, oh, the shock value is really gone. Yeah. So like that for me was one of the easiest things in comparison to what I've heard from other people. Yeah, you're going to hear my coming out story, which was... <laughs> Traumatic. Oh, no. Yes. Let me put it this way. Yeah. So like the thing was family was easy because I say... In some ways, I was fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent because I came out um, four months after my mom died. So, like, oh, it was, thank you. It's just my sister and my dad who were both accepting. I came out to a youth minister. This is where the bad part starts. <laughs> and I told him about, like, this performance idea I had with, like, a knife because I'm theatric, obviously. Um, and, like... So he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He says, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. 
And I'm like, <clears throat> I should have let him call the cops. I thought, well, maybe going with you would have been a smarter idea, which is what I did. So we went to get a psyche valve. I passed it. He lied to make it seem like I was lying. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make any friends? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I have to say, there's interesting shit that I saw when I was, was like, what they call Baker acted. I saw somebody get like handcuffed to a chair. I saw this like lady who made like flowers out of like cigarette cartons. Like I saw <laughs> that's talent though. Like that's wait a second. That's that's a talent. I'm sure you can just not sell that. I'm sure. I was like, you got to work. Is, like, like that is origami. I was like, well, she don't need to be in here. She need to be, <laughs> be on a, like selling some stuff at a at a cart. <laughs> <laughs> Get her put up a put up a booth at, at Pride. I'm sure she would buy a couple. <laughs> I'm so sure. Yeah. And then, of course, like many youth ministers, after I got out and he got like caught, he put me in conversion therapy to pray the gay away. Oh God, how was that for you? Well, clearly, it didn't work. So <laughs> clearly. <laughs> as we all know it was started my sort of like my arc out of the church i started like doing research between so i came out at 18 between like the ages of 18 and 20 i started doing things where i'm like so i was catholic i'm like so the catholic church is ties to the illuminati like i'm not supposed to talk about this like there's an all-seeing <laughs> eye like in the top of the vatican like what is that yeah they didn't like they didn't like my questions so <laughs> one day I said I basically I didn't put it this way but I should put it this way I'm like y'all hate me in this Catholic church I ain't going here no more clearly yeah and then like, shortly clearly. after shortly after I moved out and got into all sorts of sexual shenanigans that the Catholic church would not approve of <laughs> which is basically how we all started our coming out process we come out and we're like <laughs> sex exists <laughs> How did you get for the next three years of my life? <laughs> Commence the debauchery. <laughs> and then a couple years later, you're like, oh, I was wilding. <laughs> oh, I was wild. I really went to these strangers' houses when I was 19. <laughs> well, but when did you stop making debaucherous decisions? Like, I think I we went a little too long. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. There are two things that gay people do not do well, and that is being bored and being horny. <laughs> and when there's a combination of both, that means that we are ready to make all all sorts of unsafe decisions. <laughs> all sorts of unsafe decisions. It's like, of course, I just saw your torso, didn't even see your face, but yeah, let me go over to your house. <laughs> like, completely forgetting. It'd be three weeks later. I'm like, what was his name? <laughs> I don't think we ever, I don't think you ever told me his name. Like, whatsoever. Like, oh my God, who was that guy you met up with a couple days ago? I was like, Tom? <laughs> He's <was> like, <laughs> oh, what's really worse is when you see that person out and about. You forget who it like you're like, oh, I had such a good time with you. And you're like, 
do I know you? <laughs> That's happened to you? That's never happened to me. <laughs> Years ago, when I was a younger and a uh, different individual. Yeah. Especially happens to you, like, in a, especially like bigger cities. But it probably doesn't happen like a smaller town, but bigger cities. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, oh, you don't expect to see these people again. It's like they're just a, like going out and wheel. It's like, oh, you're just a random gay. But <laughs> you see him, they may, you may or may not hook up with him. Then like, you see him again, you're like, oh, you're still that random gay. I still don't know who your name was since the last time I saw you. <laughs> Definitely happened. Well, that's because you were going with gay people. In the beginning, I was going with uh, uh, I'm straight, but you got a fat ass. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, you were that one of those who's like, you know, I'm straight, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, like, can you show me the ropes? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> like, I'm 19 and curious. Can you help me show me a way? I need a daddy, please. Oh no! I'm talking about older. I'm talking uh, the guy. The guy I lost my virginity to is 32. So I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I was 22 at the time. So like, okay, that's not as bad. I was expecting you to say like 18. I was like, oh no, <laughs> you lose your virginity to your 22. That is I, that is praiseworthy. I commend that. <laughs> I commend that. Well, let me put it this way, Ace. Um, I started losing my virginity when I moved in the hood because, um, started. as as I said, like fat ass black guys are into me. So, like, <laughs> but <It> started. <laughs> I started. It wasn't a one time thing. It was a very much a gradual process. <laughs> trying a couple new things here and there no i mean like this is the thing i didn't i didn't move out till i was like 21 so like mm -hmm. for the first time so like i didn't do anything when i was at home because that's fair yeah i don't know yeah living at home now somebody somebody asked me they're like they're like one time living at home they're like how do you have sex i'm like i have our friends with benefits like duh yeah <laughs> Like, like, they just don't come here, or uh, the few times I'm home alone, we make it work. <laughs> we plan it out. I wish, I wish I used to be able to do that. My dad adopted a psycho dog, where so I can't even like invite people over. Like, um, you got a car? <laughs> yeah. First, yeah, of course I have a card. Like that's you all you do. need. Yeah, <laughs> as you may told you when you're born and horny, you make do. It doesn't matter. You'll make do. That's why somebody was interested in me. And they're like, they they literally asked me. They're like, name all the places you've had sex, and I gave them a list. And then the last place I said was a car. And I'm like, like, why did you start with that? I'm like, duh, this is the most boring one. Why would I start there? That's the like, that's the the quickest one for people who can't bring someone home. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like, that is the go-to one. Like, <laughs> yeah, can you host? No, but I can travel. You know what that means. <laughs> it's easy. Everyone's done that one. Everyone, even the streets have done that one. Yeah. That's an easy one. 
So what was it like for you moving to L.A.? So um, I moved to L.A. because my boyfriend really wanted to come here. So like his, he has two brothers here. So like and he has two brothers living in L.A. and he wanted to come out to like live around them and be closer to them. Um, we were, we've been together for what, three years at the time. So I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. I could use a change scenery. And I like just lost my job like a couple of months, a couple weeks prior. So like the transition to LA was actually really, was that minus the leaving all my friends on the East coast was really nice. Like I moved here, I found a really good job that I'm still at today. Within I think like first two months, I met Andrew Christian, and then uh, <clears throat> I walked in the LA. We hope West Hollywood Pride with him, which was an amazing experience. Yeah. And then I also worked again with him for uh, the LA Pride. And then since then, I've been modeling for him. So like, if you go to Andrew Christian website, your boy is just popping around all over. Um, so that's been really nice. Um, the one the just. The one thing about moving to LA that I really like was concerts. There's so many concerts here. Like so many. I have anybody that I've like maybe listened to or like liked a few songs by, like they will perform a concert here. And like every new album that gets released, they're going to perform in LA. And I've been to so many since I've yeah. been here. Like I, I love it. I'm hoping to go to a concert in a couple of weeks, actually. I need to make sure I buy my ticket. I wanted to see Chloe last week, this week, but I just I just failed to buy the ticket because I'm stupid. Yeah. Like the job opportunity here has been the job my job here has been great. The modeling opportunities here has been crazy. There's not nearly as many photographers in Virginia. And it's not I lived in DC for a year. There's not many photographers in DC either. So like since no. I've been in LA, I've probably shot with like 10 to 15 different photographers since I've been here. Versus like the four of like the five or six I've shot with consistently in Virginia. So like that's well, been no. nice. If you're gonna be on the East Coast, at least from what I know, I don't know much about modeling, but if you, if you gotta be East Coast, it's gotta be either New York City or Miami. Like those are your. Not back then. I mean, yeah, true. I did. Yeah. Um, in like 2021, like near the end of pandemic, I was like bouncing around up and down to New York for photo shoots, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, so I would try to book like three or four shoots in a weekend. And just not have any free time and just just metro and bus around to all the different photographers but like the joys of being in la is that all also a lot of photographers come here so they're like yeah. oh i'm coming to la for a weekend like who wants to shoot and i'm like <laughs> i want to shoot like let me know when you have free time so that's been nice uh, i think the only bad part about la is that you mentioned earlier um, is that the people here I you know, I was trying to be nice when I first got here. I was like, no, they're not that bad. Like people here are just boring and lazy. They're boring, lazy, and one minded. That's a, they they want one thing and they want it like right now. And I'm like, baby, people busy. Well, it's not only that. It's like, as you said, it's the people. Everybody's fake. It's like the reason I know is because like I'm a little bit too like honest for my own good. Like I'm kind of a straight shooter, and that. I feel like that kind of behavior wouldn't fly in LA because it's like, it's like, oh my god, I made an album and it's like you listen to it and it's uh, I'd be like, okay, you're whack as fuck, but like, go over and like, do, I mean, do you, true, do you, boo. 
But at the same time, like you gotta know, like if this is what you really want to do, it's like this is cool, but don't quit your day job. <laughs> like this is real cool. I really support this venture for you. And I hope you progress and get better, but don't lose your day job. <laughs> don't lose your day job. I will say that's been a one interesting thing about being in LA too is the amount of artsy people here. Like you hear about it, but people here are just so many into arts and like actors, musicians. Yeah, I'm like so many of y'all. No wonder y'all live in something like y'all have like six roommates. <laughs> like it's yeah. not it here. Cause they don't want to work real jobs. Like I'm a musician, I'm a podcast host. I work a real job. Like <laughs> I work I work five days a week. Like I work at a call center. Like that's what you gotta do. Like make I mean, money. They still work, but they don't make as much money as that they need. That's the one thing. Jobs here don't pay, <laughs> don't pay, and have like three roommates. And also, they like, oh, I gotta have Gucci and all this. I'm like, no, like, oh, uh, you, uh, you, so you, we we're talking about two different people. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about the people living in Beverly Hills. <laughs> you talk about the people who like who get who live in alone in WeHo. That's oh yeah, nah. The amount of money people spend here is kind of ridiculous. The amount of money people have in LA is ridiculous. Like, I've been popping around to some people's houses and I'm like, how do you afford this? Oh, and the number of people on OnlyFans here. Yeah. OnlyFans is crazy here. Yeah. Well, first of all, there might be some people who don't have the money. Like, got a sugar daddy. Well, no, they don't have the money. They're just spending the money that they don't have on stuff that they want that's true running up that credit card i know that as i said from working in the call center i work for a cable company i don't i used to work residential side i work business now thank god i don't get yelled at as much so it's like back when the residential people used to complain and they're like oh i can't afford i can't afford my um my cable package is $155 a month. And I'm like, but I'm guarantee you, you're living in the Bronx and you're driving around in a Maybach and you're telling me you can't afford to spend $155 a month on your cable package. Hey, priorities, boo. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have responded back quickly. I'm like, I don't even watch cable. Take this shit away. <laughs> I don't see, even watch cable. You can take it. <laughs> see, that's, that's the thing where it's like, being a millennial, I'm, I'm two years younger than you. So it's like, it's like me trying to... I'm 29. Oh, okay. I was like, two years yeah. younger. You don't know how old I am. <laughs> you said you were born in 92. I'm listening. True. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's like, it's, I'm like, you haven't heard of Netflix? You haven't heard of Hulu? Like, no, you, you, you can't get, you can't I'm spend genuine. 40 bucks and go get you a Roku and pro- plug it into your TV. Like, get you like a fire stick, boom. Yeah, like none of this. I don't pay for none of this. The cable can kick rocks. Just give me my internet and go. Drop that bill by like sixty dollars. Yeah, I sixty dollars is nice. That's what I was paying for Spectrum. I work for like the. I'd say I work for the cheapest company in the world that also like charges the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like, like they cut. How much for Spectrum? For, for Spectrum, I was when I lived at when I lived out on my own, I was paying like $72. I just paid my bill and it's over a hundred. I need to we need to talk. 
<laughs> we need to talk. That that was pre-pandemic though, so like uh, okay. those prices might have changed. Like I was like, I was about to flip. I was about to call him immediately after. Like, we need to talk. We need to talk this. <laughs> well, that note, I need to get that man to pay for this. Done paying for internet. It's his turn. Right. <laughs> it's his turn. So what made you want to get into go-go dancing? So it was actually like um, a very, it was like a, it was like a, a for shits and giggles. Um, when I was in school for my master's, um, I knew a drag queen. This drag queen had a real big crush on me. She was like, hey, I'm trying to get this new bar started. Um, how do you want to be a part of my drag show and be a dancer on Tuesdays? And in Virginia, there's not really go-go dances. You just have dances. Like you come out. You do like a number for like three, three or five minutes, and then you go back, kind of like a drag, drag, drag performer. So I was like, sure, why not? Like there was no show pay. It was dancing yeah. on a Tuesday at a new bar on the opposite side of the city where most gay. Well, there's only four gay bars in Virginia Beach. It might be less now in Hampton Roads. There might be less now. So like where this gay bar was was way far away from any of the other ones, and it was on a Tuesday, no show pay, and a very new bar. So I was making maybe. 10 to 20 dollars a night if that so it was very much just like this is just for fun because i kind yeah. of find it fun i was like backstage doing homework and shit um so like that like that's where i re- truly started from and like the reason i did it because like i thought it'd just be fun and like i do like dancing yeah and i think just dancing just dancing having fun and like i just started getting like an underwear collection together because like for 23 years of my life drag queens are just like Gay men don't wear boxers. So why are you wearing boxers? You're going to get you some briefs. <laughs> I was like, I started dancing. I had to show off my underwear. And that's when I started just, that was like the first time that I started realizing that your boy was kind of hot. And like, that was the first time I started getting like actual attention. And they were like, oh my God, you're so cute. And I was like, am I? <laughs> like, for real? Like, you really think so? Um, and then I just picked up from there. Um, I didn't do it all that often. Um, when I moved around Virginia, I, I mostly stopped. And then I don't know how I got contact, but there was like a guy who like manages strippers. So like, I don't know, I don't remember how we got in contact, but we, he started sending me gigs to do. And I like just, um, in my free time or if I was traveling to the city anyway, but Hey, there's a gig for you in DC. Do you want to go do it? I'm like, sure. I'll be up there this weekend anyway. So let me go make a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved to, I moved to DC for a little while and I met another drag queen at another gig that someone recommended to me. And then she started putting me on to like different gigs to come to like bartend to go, go and do, um, and that's how I started getting around on the East coast. It was never crazy popular or crazy known, but it was just, it was fun. It was like a, just a side gig and help you like just travel around, um, yeah. get all the extra spending money. But then when I moved to LA, that's when I really picked up. Like I did a gig at Precinct. They were like, we just want to do like a go-go dancer audition. And then from there, um, another drag queen, these drag queens, baby. They all my whole go-go career to them. <laughs> oh my, uh, my whole go-go career to them. Um, Meatball gave me a show, a, a, a day to do her uh, fat slut night at Precinct and Precinct. <laughs> From there, I started doing Thursday shows at VPL with Josh. Um, and then from there, and then my Instagram started to heat up. 
uh, she's already giving like random like hey do you want to go go here like how about here are you free are you free are you free and i was like sure i get extra spending money <laughs> yeah it's very much an accident but it's been fun entirely so see you actually as i say like most queer people your start to performing was in queer spaces mine was mm-hmm. not what well, mine was not i actually started doing drag because i told as i said i'm a musician so i started performing at open mic nights and straight bars oh, okay and like as as i said i used to perform at this one bar in orlando all the time the owners were cool with me the only time they like got mad at me so like one week i had ended one of my songs by like screaming motherfucker in the microphone and then like <laughs> i got told by the owner the week later not to do that i'm like i'm not doing this again <laughs> that was a one time thing, but good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but good to know. I was, like, was, was that too much? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, that was too much. It, okay, it's too like much. I was at a bar. Like it's like I'm like, oh my god, I'm in a bar, so it's like 21 plus. Like I'm not allowed to scream Dude. motherfucker into the microphone. Like seriously, like as as I said, I back back then I wore like clothes now i dress half naked and drag so never be able to perform in a straight bar which i'm fine with like how was the crowd difference were you like versus like well yeah because like i used to i write music too so i used to do like original music so like Mm -hmm. i would be performing like there would be all these acoustic acts and i did electronic music so like i was completely left of center of what everybody else did oh cool which not all people, but a lot of people like things that are different. Mm-hmm. Probably good? the, yeah, <laughs> it's like probably the craziest thing. And I regretted doing it. I've never told this, but like, there's one time some guys like, some like drunk straight guy was like, "I'll give you twenty bucks to wear your wig," and I'm like, "I'm like okay," like I'm like, "Why sex? not?" <laughs> <laughs> And, no, they literally just like twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Yeah, so I like I took his money and I'm like, and then he gave me back my wig and I'm like, I'm like okay. Oh, you just gave him your wig for twenty dollars? Yeah, to, like, to oh, wear I it. But you, like, yeah. I thought you were just talking about like a sexual debauchery act. Like, can you no. Really bed? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> that didn't happen at the straight bar. That that happened when I started performing at the gay bar because the place I used to perform at was like this big, giant hotel. Mm-hmm. And they used to have like a beach out back, and like I did have this guy who a few times apparently he liked um he had a cross dresser fetish, and he's like, "I'll go suck your dick out by the beach," and I did this you know, like six seven times. I'm like, "Okay, boom, God." <laughs> and I, who am I to turn down a free blowjob? <laughs> who am I to turn down? If you offer it, I'll, I'll t- I'm taking. Yeah, one of the guys that I was visiting, like. I wasn't staying at the hotel. My like my hotel was too far away. Again, another person was a cross dresser fetish. She's like, I'm like, I'll fuck you in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> or I'll I'll let you fuck me in the parking lot. Like, so they had this like field that was like way back out that like that's, and I'm like, yeah, and then he fucked me so he got nervous and I'm like, that was like ten minutes. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We didn't get off, so it was a good warm up for later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good warm up for later. 
But of course, I'm honest on here. That's why that's why somebody said like at one point they're like kids at home. I'm like, no kids should be listening to this podcast. Like <laughs> that's the other thing. Among the internet stuff, I'm tired of that. Everything needs to be catered. Like, what if kids listen to this? I'm like, that's not my responsibility, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not my responsibility. I've been it's having like, a lot of internal conversations about this lately. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like sorry. It's like I can't help it. The guests like wanted me to tell stories. And I told them about the time that like I had sex with a crackhead. Like, <laughs> sorry, it happened. Like, <laughs> see. <laughs> now, why would you do such a thing? Don't please tell me it wasn't like some guy off the street. It well, in my defense, I went to pick him up and I didn't know he was on crack till we got to my apartment. I'm like, well, I already drove a half an hour to get you, so I'm like. Obviously, we're having sex. Matters. No, baby, no. <laughs> See, no. How old were you when you did this? Because, like, the older you get, you got to be like, nah, you just got to get out the car, bro. Uh, 23. <laughs> just, yeah, see, see, the, oh, the younger years. The younger years it's, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta send them. No, send them on their way. Like, you know what? My bad. I got to go pick up my mom from work. Like, it's three in the morning. Yeah, she just called me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care you can't be doing stuff like this <laughs> i'm definitely like in my 20s my low 20s no. i invited someone over they they got to the house and i was like looking at their picture and i was like this ain't you <laughs> you gotta go home <laughs> like, this ain't you you gotta go home or like i think no i think for him i was like i think his age wasn't shown and then he didn't I'm not sure if you sent a face picture, but I remember like you got to the house and I was like, nah, my roommate's awake. You got to go home. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm so sorry. You got to go home. But that's what you're supposed, you're supposed to do it in like your early twenties. You're supposed to make those mistakes. Like I would never do that now. Like, so we learned. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, like... <laughs> no, it's not like I thought that was okay. Like, He's like in hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight. But I mean, well, okay. Let me put this way. They taught me a new experience. Like they were the first person to like eat me out. So like that was oh, that's new fair. experience. Like you should learn something. <laughs> you should learn something. I bet he was ravenous too. And you're like, oh, you are energetic <laughs> back here. <laughs> you are energetic. Okay. <laughs> As I said, not a role model. <laughs> but actually, first of all, what, what, first, first of all, what gay mm-hmm. person is a role model except for like a square? Like, I mean, my public persona is a role model. Anything once that lights closes is a completely different person. <laughs> I try to tell people like my 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 personal life is pretty good. I will mentor your kids, but do not follow me on social media. <laughs> That is a completely different person. Ace and my actual person are two separate yeah. people. Mm-mm. That's why we have stage names. That's why when people are exactly. like, why don't, why don't you use your legal name? I'm like, I know what, I know how I talk. Like behind closed doors. Like I need y'all to separate the professional from the person because <laughs> this is professional, not the person. And it's like eventually, I know I'm gonna cross that line where it's gonna be like, 
Actually, no, I already have crossed that line. I'm not, I'm not like canceled. I'm not like crazy. Like everyone's like, I know the line where everyone's like, what's the line? It's like, there's being shocking. And then there's Kanye West. There's your line. Like. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good metric. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) that's a good metric. It's like once you start saying stuff where it's like if you're saying stuff where you're like, oh, this is gonna get me canceled, I'm like, yeah, log off. Take down the camera. Like, no. <laughs> like, there's a different point when you start doing stuff on purpose to get canceled. And just yeah. like baby, no, you're not no one's that strong. Yeah. <laughs> no one is that strong. And it's like, what do you do to get canceled? I'm like, go look at Azealia Banks from like years ago. That's where you find out how to get canceled. Like, look look up recent Kanye comments. Look (laughs) up, yeah. I want to say Trump, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) We're not going to talk. We ain't going to talk about her. Like, yeah, because ain't no way that dude's getting canceled for shit. Unfortunately. So okay, so. How have you reacted when people have inappropriately touched you while go-go dancing? So I saw this question earlier and like one thing people, I think that's relative. People touching inappropriately is relative to the person and the venue that you're go-go dancing. (laughs) It's like, I'll take LA for example. Go-go dancing in WeHo is very much just like I look and don't touch like tip your money maybe touch a leg but that that's about all you are probably going to get for free unless you yourself are hot and the dancers are attracted to you but if you're just a run-of-the-mill person tipping a go-go dancer we hell's like leave your drop your money and go now if you go to some bars and where they're like you can wear whatever you want as long as your dick isn't flopping to the wind you can wear whatever you want and from there there's no such thing as touching inappropriate <laughs> so that is all relative so like in the in the venues that I know that touching is not allowed, I'm like, all right, bro, you're doing too much. But in the venues that it is allowed, I'm like, you better throw a thirty, a twenty in here. <laughs> if you right. if you gonna touch, you're gonna tip. Like if you gonna touch, you're gonna tip. That's all I gotta say. The more well, the more you tip, the more you can touch. I have asked that question because I I obviously asked like. Uh, the question was, have you ever been inappropriately touched? Which clearly, go-go dancers, the answer is yes. I've, I've interviewed enough go-go dancers. <laughs> and it's like, it's like when I hear the thing, like, the thing I hear, that like, I can't believe people think this is like, okay, is like when somebody's like, oh yeah, they touched my hole. I'm like, how does anyone think that's like acceptable at all to do to anybody that you don't know? The pro- like the problem is, is the, it's consent. Like it's really what it is. It's consent. Yeah. So like I know a lot of go-go. I won't say a lot. I know a, a few go-go dancers who are like are truly or into that. Like they don't mind because they know the people who are going to touch their hole, going to touch their dick, they're going to tip heavy. But not a lot of go-go dancers are into that. You know. So like that's a that's the part that gets me is like how are you doing this without like. All, like full consent how are you you if you were going to do that you need to ask ask your go-go dancer like hey is this okay because yeah. like the people who just do it and there's like oh it's okay like you're go-go dancing you're accepting what you're gonna what's gonna happen to you no that's shit's not okay 
that's the shit that bothers me. And I think that's the shit that bothers probably everyone else. Like, especially people just walk around and like slap a girl who dances ass. I'm like, baby, who the fuck are you to touch touch these people? Yeah. It's a, it's a, like, they think just because you're go-go dancing, they can do whatever they want to you. And that's like, that's a person, that's a people issue. Because I know everyone goes through that. And it, a lot of different, like, uh, sex working profession professions. So, like, people think they can just talk to you or do, talk to you any certain way or touch you any certain way just because you're a go-go dancer, you're a stripper. I'm like, no, baby, this is all still consensual. That's the thing. And the, thing the one that... Like. The one that I'm going to add, because I always tell people this when it happened in drag. This happened one time. I wasn't mm-hmm. even performing at this point. I was just like at the bar sitting around because like I don't perform a lot of times in places with backstages. So like when I'm not performing, I'm sitting among people. Yeah. I had somebody, I had somebody snatch my wig. Like just. And I'm like, you're lucky I'm in a good mood tonight. Because, baby, if I wasn't, this shoe would be coming off and it'd be going right upside your head. Yeah, like, that's... And just people do shit because they think, like, oh, this is funny. Like, oh, I can just do this. I'm like, baby, no. Like, <laughs> And then on top of that, because you're technically you're working, it's like, you have to be yeah. professional about it. You can't just, like, kick... Like, I can't just kick somebody in the forehead while I'm on stage. Yeah. Even though I may want to. So I'm like, baby, don't do that. Like, I don't know. That's probably the one thing I don't like about go-go dancing or just, like, Working in the public in general, it's like I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Like, you said, yeah. What are you going to say? Go for it. God, 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 boo. I was like, um, like speaking of this particular topic, is like, has anyone ever touched you inappropriately? Like, I have. I just booked two gigs. Uh, yeah, I just booked two gigs. I tried to make sure I remember what they were. I'm like one of those gigs, I'll be posing nude. <laughs> For at a bar, like while they're um, drawing me, so I'm like, that's one of those situations where I'm like, I'm probably going to be touched, you know, as the, as the night goes. But then the next gig is going to be, I am going to be, everything is going to be covered, and no one can touch me. So oh. like, and then also like, hopefully, even though the, it's not truly consent for anyone who wants to be a go-go dancer, please look into like the rules of every venue you go-go dance for. To make sure like what they're okay with and like what you can argue against like let's know what you're getting into it you, you know like if it's not against if it's not in your comfort level do not do it for any go-go dancers or future or present who are listening to this yeah and all and those people s- who go see go-go dancers tip your dancers yeah <laughs> and your drag <drinking>. as <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, you better tip me. No, wait, I'll talk about that in the next question. So, like, and also, if you're going to, like, try and flirt with a go-go dancer, make sure that, like, you choose time and place. Don't flirt with somebody as they're trying to go into the bar, like, trying to go to work. Because they're not going to want to hook up with you. And read the room. <laughs> no, I had I had a guy when I was in Orlando, like... I was about to go into the bar. He rode up on a bicycle and just whipped his dick out. And I'm like, go. He didn't see me. I stole my car. I'm like, go away. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's like you are messing with the wrong bitch. And the, the, and the whole thing is, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can imagine just like I'm walking into like a, a venue and I just have a, somebody just like, here's my dick. I'm like, baby, the fuck you want me to do with this? <laughs> Get that tic-tac out of my face. I'm not here for the moment. Because <laughs> it, it's like it takes you out of the moment, too, because it's like you're focused. You're like in the zone and like all it's of like, a sudden it's I'm like irritated. <laughs> no, I think what I had to do was. I eventually he wouldn't he wouldn't go away. So like what I did was I turned back on my car and I started to drive forward and that's when he drove that's when he rode away on his bike. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm like that's you sat here for two minutes. Like clearly I'm not doing whatever you want. Like the audacity. (laughs) That's funny. I would just be in shock. Like I think if I first thought I'd just be in shock, and I would probably just laugh. I'm like, "What the hell is happening?" Like, I, you just already started ruining my day. <laughs> I, w- I would be in shock. Well, yeah, because like that's why when people say like sexual harassment, I'm like, "Listen, I'm a performer. It happens like all the time, unfortunately." Like, unfortunately. The one thing that I would love to say doesn't happen, but if you are going to be a drag queen, this can happen to you. Sexual assault also happens. Because that did happen to me. It happened to me one time when I was leaving a bar. Like, all of a sudden, like... Again, when you're young and stupid, you, like, know you don't know how to defend yourself. And like, when mm-hmm. you're in drag, you're already off guard. Like this guy was like, I'm like, he was walking up to my car. I'm like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden he was just like in my car. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. He's just like in my car. And I'm like, and I'm like, I was tired and I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like, and then, yes, I said I was stupid, young and stupid. <laughs> And then, like, all of a sudden, he, like, just, like, as I was driving home, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't know if this person has a knife. I'm by myself. I'm not in a safe neighborhood. Like, let's just drive this person home. And then, like, all of a sudden, he pulled his dick out. And I'm like, and I'm like, and he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I was trying to pretend as, like, uninterested as I could be. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, it was, it was, a, it was a black guy's dick was ashy as fuck. I'm like, I, my, I, what, <clears throat> what you want, baby, is not gonna happen. She said, like, I'm moisturized. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's like, oof, no. And then, in my attempt, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he was just like reached across the center console, mm-hmm. and like just when I was at a stoplight, like just like grab my crotch, and I'm like. Baby, I am driving. You better crash both of us. <laughs> you finna and crash I, both of us. I was drive, crashes right into a train. No, uh, yeah. no, he, no, 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 motherfucker waited till I was at a stoplight waiting. And all of a sudden he was like, I'm like. And the thing is, to this day, I don't tuck and drag. So, like, 
he was feeling yeah he was feeling everything and i'm like are you okay (laughs) you're having a hard time some ptsd from this (laughs) i've i've written a song about this i'm good like because i want to tell things because people are like people i love when people say like people don't like to tell their stories it's like why you could somebody could like you could either like help somebody like who's like oh my god i've been through a situation like that too and like you're hearing your story helps me like come to terms with it it's like yeah say your truth like if you have a platform fucking use it like yeah someone's got to speak up yeah Well, I gotta gotta get back into the interview. Woo! Yeah, I was like, you gotta <laughs> recalibrate. So, okay. Has anyone stolen a tip from your body? Not that I know of. Like, I'm always like, like I'm not. I'm not sure about a lot of other go-go dancers, but I don't like. It's like you know when you tip a go-go, they always like put the money in like your underwear or like whatever. Just right. I don't like that. So like as soon as I get a chance, I look away and I tuck it into my sock. That shit is very like dollar bills are it's paper, baby. I don't want no paper cut to my dick. Like I don't like like I'm not sure how people do it and like they crunch it up and then it gets like pull it up and it's like right next to your dick. So as you're dancing, like slapping around, it's like it's like scratching. I was like nah. I usually tuck it in right. my sock. Right. I did not even think about that because, like, like most, I most don't of, know how people do it. <laughs> most of the time, when I see go go dancers, it's like around their ass. Like, that I yeah. can see, like, that even I can see being fine. No, because I'm not sure about you, but like, when I go to touch this money, I, when I dance, I sweat. Right. Like, I, when I'm like going in, I'm like really trying to, trying to kill it for the next 15 minutes, I sweat. And trying to pull out money out of my sweaty ass is like, <laughs> I don't know if I want that. <laughs> That's another thing with, when like people are like touching people's holes. It's like these dancers are up there dancing. Like, I mean, but some people people are into that. Like, I, as I've gotten older, and I'm sure as you have too, you have learned there is a market for everything. Of course, there's a market for everything. Like I, there are things that I could, there are things people have asked me for, and I'm like, are you really about to pay thousands of dollars for this? Like y'all are wilding out. So like people liking sweaty asses, it does not surprise me. I just don't want to give that sweaty ass dollar to the cashier <laughs> when I go deposit my money. <laughs> That's oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I gotta give. I gotta pull all these sweaty ones out my at my out my ass cheeks. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, I know you, you bring up people's holes, but I'm like, the other thing that I can't get with is that, uh, of course, like, people just people want to touch and whatnot. Then, people, there's some people, and especially some go go's who don't mind it, but some, and depending on the bar, they might encourage it. Like, it's random patrons who like want to touch go go dancers' holes. And I'm like, baby, your fang nails dirty. You don't take care of your nails, <laughs> and now you like, gotta put them all around my orifices. Like, no. <laughs> I just saw most of y'all walk out the bathroom without washing your hands, but now you want to put that same hand inside of me. You know, you want to rub 
I don't know. <laughs> and also, it's it's like also to that point. It's like so you. I imagine like dry hands, like dry fingers. That does not sound at all. Like appealing to me. I know some. I know some go go's who are into it, and they welcome it because they know they're gonna get real good money that night. But I promise you, I don't need that much money. I don't need that money. If that no. You gotta wash your hands. <laughs> you gotta wash and disinfect your hands. Make sure your fingernails are clean and proper. And if you think you're gonna do that with a dry hand, no. Just, just walk on back. Cause not, not I, not this one. See, I feel like that's. In some ways, I guess maybe it's just like the advantage of like how I dress and drag now, like I wear fishnets now. So like I wear fishnets, my legs are out, my ass is out. You can't touch nothing. Cause like I'm all netted up. Like, no, I can't relate. Not when I'm dancing in the thong or yeah. a show. <laughs> yeah. Can't relate. It's like the only person who's ever touched me. Well, what some people say, quote unquote, inappropriately, is my friends with benefits, and it's like, it's I like, welcome yeah, that. That's that's consensual. That's consensual. Not, that's welcome. Like, totally, that's consensual. Yeah, it's like it's like you fuck me. You can touch me all you want. Like, no, like that's consensual. I, I welcome it. Like, that's foreplay at this point. Yeah. So, well, I guess maybe this is your earlier days. I can ask this question because clearly. <laughs> Probably not now. So, have you ever hooked up with someone who stiffed you? No, I and like I'm I'm real big on this, and like I I'm not one of those people. I've never been one of those people who like goes to a bar to find someone to hook up with, and I can literally count on. I think it's only happened to me twice that I've like went to a bar and all my whole life went to a bar and I took someone home that I didn't know or didn't plan on meeting up with before I went in. Yeah, I've not. I've never been one of those people, and especially since I've been go going, it's mostly been when I was in a relationship. So like, yeah, I don't have anyone to take home. If I already have someone at home, so like I'm not one of those people who takes anyone home from go go dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of offers. They're like, oh, me and my boyfriend would love for you to come back with us, and I'm like, huh, I'm tired. You know, I've just been up here for a couple of hours. You know, I'm really want to just get home. You know, go to bed. I had a long day. Knowing damn well I didn't do anything that day. I'm like, they'll set that over a no. If you give them an excuse, they'd be like, if you just tell them no, they're like, oh my God, are you sure? We would really love you. I'm like, no. They go back and forth. As soon as you say, like, I'm tired. You know, I would love to, but I'm tired. <laughs> I yeah. just like, I want to go home and hang out. They're like, okay, it's fine. But no, I've never gone home with anyone that on a night that I've been go go dancing. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I have get you? it now. What, have I ever gone home with somebody? Um, After a drag gig? No, the only time I've had sex was that time I told you about when I got fucked in the parking lot. Oh, like, okay. that's, that's the only time. Because, like, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm a big bitch. Like, I am not short. I am, like, I am six foot three. So, like, damn. Try to yeah, try to find somebody that's like into me, like my tall ass. It's like 
it's like very rare. So it's like on a viable team. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was like three inches taller. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm six. I am six foot when it matters. Yeah. If my, if my height is a factor, I'm six foot. Yeah, I mean, like, but again, for like go-go dancers, I feel like that's what people love. When people want to hook up with drag queens, they want to hook up with people who are like five foot seven, which I'm like <laughs> six foot and six feet in heels, though. Yeah. Whereas, like, the tallest I've been, I have Frankenstein boots. So, like, there's one time I was like, I had difficulty like getting out of a parking garage in Miami, and I'm like. So I'm like I'm like I'm probably like seven feet tall. Like Jesus Christ, you don't damn stilts. <laughs> Nine inch platforms, baby. Like he's on stilts. I'm glad your ankles are still intact because baby. <laughs> well, you no. Once that would have been it. <laughs> uh, I did fall in those. That was actually the last time I wore those shoes. I fell when I was at Orlando Pride. Like. I was walking, 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 and all of a sudden I like tripped over a pebble, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay. I'm for the day. I would take my shit's clean off. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> the battle has been lost. Time to go home. If I were the one driving, I would probably would have gone home. My um, ex at the time was driving, so like, I had to be like, I'm fine. Just like smile, like pretty, like I'm fine. I'm good. Nah, I didn't out. <laughs> like, carry me home. And somebody's like, somebody's like, that's why you only wear those shoes one time a year. It's like, it's like I'm not a klutz. I tripped over a pebble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a freak accident, boo. Yeah, that was a final destination accident. Yeah. <laughs> so, what made you audition for Go Go for the Gold? So that was also an accident. Most of my Go Go career is an accident. Um, I didn't actually audition. I just got a message from Johnny. Um, I think like it was maybe like one or like two weeks before the show started filming. And um, I just I was like sitting at work and I was like just going through Instagram, like avoiding actually doing any work. I saw this <laughs> message from Johnny McGovern. He's like, hey, have you heard of Go-Go for the Gold? And like, mind you, it was like a week prior. I was like talking to my boyfriend because I think the first season randomly popped up on like YouTube or something. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we auditioned for this? And like, well, maybe, maybe we do. Um, but I didn't think nothing, I didn't think nothing of it. But like, this was August and it started filming in September. And I, you need to get two weeks off work for it. I was like, no, I can't take off two weeks off work for this. So I was like sitting at work and I got a message from him. He's like, hey, would you want to, how would you feel about auditioning? We saw this and saw this. I don't remember what the actual message said. And I was like, shit, let me, let me try it. So like talked to him for a little bit and I sent him a couple of videos, a couple of photos of like some go-go, um, some go-go nights I had of the footage of. And then he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, cool. So like I like asked my boss, I was like, hey, hey, we didn't have an emergency meeting. And like she worked from home, so she like I sent her the message, and I think it was like three three p.m. in the afternoon, and we leave at like we're done at like four or five five o'clock ish. Yeah. So I messaged like, "Hey, when you have an emergency meeting?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure, is everything okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's not like anything bad. I just I like I got offered to be on this show," and she was like, <sighs> "So she was like, yeah, absolutely, you can take off two weeks for it. We'll we'll figure out a way to work around it." 
So like, I was actually, I was very surprised that she was like, yeah, it's fine. Actually, with the show finished filming, she's wanted to watch it, but she's also my boss. So I'm kind of just like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to see, ready for you to see me in a jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a couple episodes where the cheese is out, and I'm not super sure if I'm ready for you to see me in a jockstrap yet. So like, she's been wanting for me to send her the episodes. So I'm like, ah. and the show's been out for like three weeks. Like, it finished three weeks ago. So like, I've had yeah. plenty of time. I've had three months to send her all the episodes. I'm like, I don't know yet. <laughs> so like it was it was a very um unplanned thing and I like I appreciated doing it. Um and I had a lot of fun doing it and like I still talked to a couple of go-go's from the show. But it was very much uh not if you told me a week before casting that I would have been in the show, I would have thought you were bullshitting. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not gonna be in that show. Like there's no way. Yeah. It was it was a fun time. And then watching and, it was, I have a lot of opinions, but I'm not sure I want to say those on air. You know, that's what you can tell me out, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I had to keep secrets about the show. Like, this was the thing. I interviewed Kirby in the middle of when the show was, like, airing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I knew what happened up until the, the final episode. Yeah. So what did Kirby say? I sent well, you that episode. I wish you, I wish you had told me that before. So I could have watched it. No, Kirby didn't tell me on camera. Like, oh, I was like, I want to see Kirby's episode. I didn't know you interviewed him. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I did interview Kirby. Also, nice to you. But it's like, because the thing I was, I, I openly told Kirby, which was true, which was I was rooting for Kirby till the end. So like. And he did tell me he's like he's like he's like I'm at I make it to the finale. I'm like okay. Dang, what? I everybody like Kirby. <laughs> Even my best friends are just like I want Kirby to win. I was like fuck y'all. This <laughs> 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 friends like I love you. You're cool and everything, but I'm rooting for Kirby. <laughs> well, this is the thing. <laughs> What literally once I found out that Kirby was like a singer, I was even rooting for Kirby even more. Like, oh yeah, that that was a good episode. Yeah, that was a really that was a, that was probably the, one of the funnest episodes to record and to do the music video. And that was the episode where I'm like, if Kirby does not win this episode, I don't mm -hmm. care. I'm I don't care about going to the finale. I will stop watching the show because like, it's like again. Not that not that any of y'all were bad, but it's like come there, on. Some of us were, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> some of us were, but that's fine. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of thoughts about this show, and like I'm seeing some of my best friends in a couple weeks, or like a month and a half early, early October, and like I haven't talked to them about it, and they've they've watched the majority of it. So when we talk, I'm going to go to dinner, and I'm just going to yeah. rant for like three hours. That's so many thoughts in the show. Of <laughs> course. If you... that, I don't want to say that on air. So. No, because like, this was the thing. Again, like, let me put it this way. I was telling you about the person who I had on who like we had a rant before, like they ranted before, like mm -hmm. of their show. They were on the show for the love of yeah. Dilfs. They didn't show oh, up for the they didn't show up for the reunion and like that clearly should have told me like oh bad blood <laughs> well yeah because like because like I interviewed somebody else from the show um somebody who actually lives in L A and like 
They're like, we all get along. And I'm thinking, after I heard all that, I'm like, I'm like, maybe you get along with everybody on the cast, but your friend, who I know, definitely doesn't get along with everybody on the cast. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So, well, you kind of answered what how you got into it in LA, but mm -hmm. what made you get into modeling? So for modeling, um, I don't realize how much of this stuff is like just uh, an accident or just like someone else getting me started into this. So for modeling, like I've always been fit. So I've always ran track. I've ran track since I was like 13. And then like post graduating from college, I like still worked out and I was like, oh, maybe I can still like station shape. But before I was just working out to like be athletic. Yeah. Like I had a reason to work out. I was like, I'm working out so I can be a better athlete. But then afterwards, I was like, I'm just working out so I can be like, look better. Or you like try to actually get abs for the first time in my life and build muscle. Um, and then I got a message on Instagram. Thank you, Instagram, for also facilitating all of this, apparently. Um, from a, there's a, someone, who, someone who was in college for photography. He was working on his uh, portfolio. He like sent me a message like, "Hey, have you ever thought about modeling? I'm looking for someone to be um, uh, part of my like final portfolio." So we, I like worked with him to do my like first fitness shoot, and like during that shoot, I like looked at my photos at the end. And I was like, "I have muscles." <laughs> like I've always been a skinny kid. Like I've always been yeah. skinny. I've been uh, got up to six feet. And like I weighed like 150, 160 since like eighth grade. And that weight and height did not change from 2005 till 2018. So I've always been like the same build for like the majority of my life. So when I like finally started working out to get fit and I got a photo shoot and he showed me that I was fit and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then from then on, it's been like, I wanted to work out to be more fit to do more photo shoots. And then yeah. like every time I like, and then more stuff I posted on Instagram, the more other photographers was like, oh my God, are you saying cool to work with? And then it just kind of grew from there. And then like, I think the thing that like really, really made me get into modeling was that it was just fun. Like I worked with a couple of photographers who are just like, let's try to make something, just, just, just try to do fun photo shoots. And like, it's, it's just been fun from there. I get to flaunt, like it's nice. It's nice to get attention for being attractive, but I try not to make that like my whole personality, which a lot of people don't know on Instagram. A lot of people don't see like the background, the backstage, like the, how much fun the, me and the, the photographers have just filming and just like how fun it is, the, like the actual process of it all. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the big things that's like got me into it. Is that like it helped my self-esteem a lot. And then on top of that, it was just like a fun thing to do. Like it's still, I still think it's fun, even though, even with me getting more and more opportunities, like for it to matter and mean something and actually make money off of it. Yeah. Like I don't make a whole lot of money from modeling. I maybe make like a thousand dollars a year, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and it's funny. It's funny we say that. I just got a message from a photographer, <laughs> like live. I just got a message. That's funny. Work. Well, first of all, everyone who's like, they see the final product. It's like, it's like, oh my god, he's so confident. It's like, yeah, you have to be confident when taking a picture. Could you imagine, like, if Ace was like standing all timid when they, 
was taking the picture. Oh. It's like, no, no, it's like, no shit. Like, that's another conversation about um, the difference in models that I want to get into. Because <laughs> I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of models who are just like, they don't look like they want to be in front of the camera. <laughs> like, they don't look like they want to be in front of the camera. And the other thing, like, for me particularly, is that. Like yes, it builds a lot of help build my confidence, but people don't. People think that when you look a certain way and you take a certain amount of photos, that that's everything. Like you, you are never not confident. You know, like I'm not sure about a lot of other models, but like my biggest confidence is when I'm in front of the camera because a lot of it. I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but a lot of it is like I need to portray confidence to have good photos. But even if I don't feel yeah. it all, like at this moment, y'all can't know that when y'all look at this photo, you know? Yeah. Like, so like, I, yeah. So like, that's, that's one thing I think a lot of people don't know is like the process of it all. Like a lot of these, a lot of photographers, not photographers, a lot of models are probably not confident until like that six seconds before that, that camera goes flick. Like to get in front of the camera, they're like, are you ready? I'm like, yes. I'm like, and then as soon as we stop filming, it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, I don't really don't feel like being here. Everything sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. Dude, I think people would be surprised to see, like, what models may think and may feel. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, everybody has insecurities about them. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you have to be delusional. It's like, Yeah. When I pose in pictures, when I take pictures of myself, yeah, I try and look confident. But, like, in truth, you don't see me editing my photos, like, Mm -hmm. trying to, like, cinch in my waist to make myself, like, look a little bit thinner. Because, like, it's, like, just me. Yeah, definitely, like, being a bigger person. Like, I've definitely looked at photos like, oh, like, I say, I call myself fat. I'm not fat. I know I'm not fat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you look a little wide in this photo. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know how I want myself to look. And this also comes a lot of body dysmorphia. The more fit you get, the more body dysmorphia you're going to have. That's just the way it'll, the lay of the land. That's going to happen. A lot of people who get fitter and like more active or try to get more muscular are going to look at themselves and be like, oh, I don't look good here. And comparing <laughs> yourself to models, it's like, I oh. have this. Del- I, well, no. I had that delusional when I was younger. I thought I should weigh 150 pounds. Like I'm built like I'm built like a linebacker. Like that's not possible at all. Like for me to weigh 150 pounds, no way. Like that's why when people like try and make fun of my body, it's like it's like, bitch, I didn't tell you to stare at me. Why are you staring at me? Like baby, this is me. This has always been me. <laughs> yeah. So, other than your current relationship, what's your dating life been like? Kind of. Uh, I would say so. Like I've been in a relationship for four and a half years now, which is a very long time. Um, but before then, I've only ever dated like two people, and like the longest relationship—well, three technically—the longest relationship was six months. So it's like two months, three weeks, and then six months was my longest relationship before my current one. So, like, I've not had much dating experience. Like, every day is, like, a new thing. 
once we hit the six yeah. month mark, I was like, yeah, I'm freestyling from here. I don't, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what a long-term, what it feels like to be a long-term boyfriend. Um, and like, ah, it's like, great. I'm not sure if it, it's different now, but I haven't been single since what, 2018, but it was not great. Like, and I'm, and I'm sure it's a lot worse in LA because I don't see a lot of people here like getting into new relationships. Like people, yeah. In, yeah, I don't see a lot of people in LA getting into new relationships. I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, I'm going on dates and whatnot. And if it's anything like when I was single, terrible. My my dating life back in the day was like empty. It was a lot of me being bored. And I'm like, sure, I'll hang out with these people. Like now a whole lot of people like asking for dates or like, oh, like come join me and my boyfriend. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then on top of that, uh, a lot of there's a lot of open relationships nowadays. So I, I don't know if I could be single right now. <laughs> I don't know if I could be single in LA because it sounds terrible here. See, I get it. Like the longest relationship I've been in three. The longest relationship I've been in was a year. <laughs> and like that kind of ended because like they just we were living together at this point like they moved their stuff out of my place and they're like they lived me in this stone they're like i'm transitioning like and i know you like a different yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no they're yeah they're transitioning they were trans and like they're like i know you won't accept me for how i am which she wasn't wrong about like i wouldn't know you didn't want to date a trans person or well did I was like, you better get yourself canceled. (laughs) Well, this is the way I look at it. It's like, I didn't know much about trans people when we were dating. Because, like, I hadn't really been exposed to the world. Like, Mm -hmm. this was during my, like, theoretical, like, college years that this happened. So, like, I just didn't know stuff. Um, And... The thing was, they were also lying to me because I had asked them and they were going on hormones when they were like living in my apartment. And I'm like, are you transitioning? Do you feel you need to transition? And they kept on saying like, no, no. I mean, with the trans experience, I don't want to speak for any of them, but I'm sure a lot of that was probably also like self-acceptance. And like self-acceptance, self-doubt not knowing who supports you in your life. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm speaking for you, but I personally yeah. I'm not take certain things like personal. I was like, if it's something you're just still trying to figure out yourself and like, I can't take this personal person. It's a personal. Yeah. But I and get how it's feel in a relationship. And it's like, I didn't, I mean, granted everything was for the best. I didn't make a smart decision after them because I dated somebody for a month after that. And like literally like literally immediately after that. And like as they were like breaking up with me, I found out they were racist. I'm like, awesome. (laughs) Like, great. Literally, as they were breaking up with me, they said, all you ever want is that N-word dick. They said that in my neighborhood, in the hood, with my, like, door open, 
they were yelling this at me, and I'm like, at that point, I was I was sick when they broke up with me, so like I was like, go yell all you want, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And like, Damn. and as I say, karma's a bitch because they got HIV literally the month after they the month after they broke up with me. So like, <sighs> yeah, I hope they're doing well now. I'd have no idea because clearly I cut off connections. Like, yeah, I hope she's doing well now. Or she, they. No, no, <laughs> no, no. This was not the transex. This was okay. Oh, after okay. The transex. oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, I do. I cut off. I've been. Maybe I needed to cut off connections to people because I have not talked to anybody I've broken up with. Like, again. Like, were they all like. Bad breakups. Well, one of them was just so. The first one that I had with somebody, I I broke up with somebody. So like, and my thing was through my body insecurities, I dated the first person who was interested in me, which isn't smart. We all go through that, and in the younger years, especially ten years ago. And it's like, and the thing was, I broke up with them. God, I'm reliving this. The day after Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, clearly, because I had like, they were like invested, and clearly, like, I wasn't. Like, so it's like, you don't want to say that you like didn't feel anything, but I don't really feel anything. Like <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but <laughs> what you just gotta speak your truth, right? Yeah. And they're like, I'm upset, and I'm like, here's how you could tell I wasn't upset. I think like an hour after I broke up with them, I was back on grinder, and I'm like <laughs> Something's dropping off this desk. Yeah. So, okay. So, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? I just drank. I've never been into drugs. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how people. I I can't. I drank. That's about it. Even then, I can't drink alone. I can only drink socially. Like, I like was uh, years ago. I was going to like DC Pride. And it was like the first time, and like I didn't really get exposed to drugs. So I was like 25, 26. I was going to DC Pride. I was messaging someone on Grinder, like, yeah, I'm going to be at this party. I was like, okay, cool, great, I'll come. And then I met up with a guy at like 1.30 in the morning. I thought I'd been there since like 10. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I like when I met up with him, when I like saw him first before like I introduced myself, I saw him like sniff something off someone's like shoulder, like shoulder blade. And I was like, oh, I need to go home. <laughs> And I'm like, I need to go home. That was like my first introduction. Since then, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Never been about it. See, I, same. Like, as as I've been about said, it. I've been around all of it. Like, there have been people. Yeah. Being in LA and DC and New York for a little bit. Yeah. I have now. I didn't realize I had that's one that's the one thing about like drug use. Like as I'm 
on the in Virginia, you don't see a lot of it. A lot of it's not just like out in public, but like we moved, when I moved to bigger cities and people were just yeah. doing the shit like it was Skittles. Like they're just like, and like, I'm not sure about you, but I was very naive to a lot of stuff. So I thought people who use drugs were just like, they're all crackheads. Like I know they weren't, but you just, you know what I mean? So like when I was like hanging in DC, like meeting up with people to go out and about, it was like these lawyers, these people, and it was like, these lawyers like, yeah, I'm about to take a couple of drugs before I go to this party. I was like, you're a lawyer, sir. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize it was everybody. And then that was DC that I came to LA and I was like, oh, it is everyone. Like it's everyone. Drugs don't discriminate who uses them. <laughs> like, it's and, everyone. <laughs> and you got, and you got to know like, the um the like street names too because it's like yeah because it's like luckily when people were people the first time i had a threesome there these two guys were doing tina in my apartment and luckily i knew what it was and i'm like no i'm good like you go do what you want boo like i'm good (laughs) no i like no like it's yeah because the first that like when i first was around it and like I didn't when I was in DC, I didn't realize like how common it was or just like how accessible it was. And I think yeah. the one thing that like shocked me was that we were at it was like, I played kickball and we were at a every Sunday it was kickball day, and then Sunday it would be like day drinking. And we we're just like at a bar and somebody was like, I think I lost my K. It's just like out loud. I was like, I thought this was like when a DL DL. I thought someone was just like whispering people's ear. <laughs> I didn't realize we were just like y'all were just like out and outspoken about it. I was like, I didn't realize we were just walking around the bar. I was like, do you have some K? Do you have some G? Do you have this? Where can I get Molly? Where can I get X? I was like, y'all aren't whispering. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did not realize this was just like I'm just everyone does it kind of thing. Like, and I'm like, and also since I didn't know, I was like, what are y'all talking about? Like, what the fuck is K? Like, what the fuck is G? <laughs> like once I like I didn't realize what G was, and someone was like, "Oh, it's the same drug as like what we use for GHB." I was like, "See where I come from? GHB is a date rape drug." So are you telling me <laughs> that is purposely taking the full spell? <laughs> so I was like, "That fucked me up." I was like, "Yeah, we're all taking. We're all going to be on G tonight." I was like, "The date rape drug, y'all are taking us willingly." Yeah. Well, I don't need to be here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't need to be here. I am good. See, the only thing I abuse, I have abused something. Like, so I have bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. Mm-hmm. So, like, before I had health insurance and like before I got to a doctor, I was taking like 18, 24 ibuprofen a day. Like, oh, Jesus yeah. And That's I'm like, I, I know, I know. I had to like step back and I'm like, this is not gonna be good for me long term. Like yeah, I see your liver acting up. I think because your liver your kidneys like screaming. <laughs> but like because health insurance is so expensive, thank you, America. Um it took me like four months to get in, and I'm like, once I finally got in, I'm like, I like went got all the treatment i did and then at some point when the doctor basically told me they're like you we don't have to see you any much anymore i'm like great cancel my health insurance because like i was paying i was paying i was paying 200 dollars a month and i'm like i cannot afford that like welcome to america yeah so welcome to america yeah i know that's why 
I swear they can encourage people to come to America, but like, I'd say choose where you live wisely. Like, if you want to move here, like, don't move to Florida. You got no reason to come to Florida. Like, let me go to Miami. Miami is not Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Miami is not Florida. <laughs> like, Miami, like, other than that, it's like, no. You ain't. You ain't missing much. You want to be like first to live in West Palm Beach? No. Mm. So that kind of ties me into my next question, which is what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being treated today? It's awful. Well, like, I think anyone who says otherwise is just not, it's purposely not paying attention. Like it's, and it's, it's so dumb. Like it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Like I hate, that everything is based off like well really my bible says i can't do this i'm like we're not we are a christian country but we not we, we're not supposed to and we shouldn't base anything off of any bible or any religion we should not be making laws based off like your christianity that's not what this is for y'all are purposely trying to build to make something of which the u.s is not and it is, it's right. so annoying like if you, if you are religious fine there are however many other religious religions in the united states we don't have to abide by what their um scripture or their book tells us to do like that's not for us you want to abide by it have fun like no one's stopping you from living that way you know but you you don't get the right you don't have the uh, you you don't have the right you should not have the the cause to tell me like oh i can't do something because you think you don't think it's okay like if it's yeah. not hurting anyone like if i'm in a if i'm a consenting adult you can't tell me what to do you can't be like you can't do that because it's not the bible maybe i don't read the bible i don't know who she is <laughs> like exactly i've never opened that book in my life by choice why do i need to abide by this like why and then on top of that it's like these people who are just using it to just to, to say whatever they want to say. And it's so fucking dumb. And then the fucking, and then, so we have this from the outside and then I'm just, have you heard of like the LGB movement? Yes, of course. And I'm like, are y'all dumb? And the, the biggest question I'm asking mostly people is like, are y'all dumb? I'm like, actually, it's... like, are you dumb? <laughs> It's like we look at y'all like how the Jewish people look at those like Jews for Jesus people. Like we look at y'all like you're stupid. Like, like, I, like, did, <laughs> did you you woke up and chose not to be smart about anything? Or you just absolutely just took your entire brain out of your head and say, you know what? I have no desire to use this for us this week, so I'm just gonna put it to the side. I'm like, are y'all dumb? And it's like, like, y'all don't understand that like these people don't like y'all. <laughs> Like, oh, the T is, is taken away from the LGB movement. I'm like, no, they're just turning you against everyone, each other. It's dumb. It's not, it's never going to stop at one thing. Like, the point there is always like opening the door just to see how far they're going to say before you slam it back on their face again. Yeah. And you keep opening the door for them wider and wider and wider. So now they're going to be in the house and they can make rules for everything and they can change it, whatever they want to change. And it's going to be too hard to get them back out the house. No, you stop it where it starts. Like you don't let them in. 
uh, we need to make sure we need oh you need to stop the trans if you want yeah if you want your gay rights you need to like pause on this trans rights because that's going to slow you down like no baby we are in the same burrito <clears throat> we all come together and it's okay. like <laughs> and those people who are like I'll, I'll my thing is like to you trans republicans good fucking luck like they, they hate like you y'all. they hate they, you they're not looking at the, the thing and being like okay well all the trans people suck except y'all so we're gonna we're cool we're they're not no one's doing that there's never like a praise for these people they're like and the black people have to do with like candace owens i'm like baby they don't like you <laughs> like y'all don't understand like they don't like you they put you on this pedestal and then laugh at you behind the scenes yeah like, they don't like you like, and I'm not saying that everyone should be a Democrat. I'm not saying you should be a Democrat. I'm just saying you need to understand people don't like you. If you like some certain Republican things, sure. But you need to also acknowledge that they don't like you as a whole and need to push back on that parts of that. On, on that uh, yeah. Side. And it's like, it's like, if you don't like everything the Democratic Party is for, it's like, literally, then just vote for Joe Biden again. Because, like, Joe Biden... As people will say, I've heard plenty of progressives say, oh, yeah, we're going to vote for Joe Biden again. And I'm like, are you nuts? Did you not see what happened these past four years? I mean, the, the problem with, I mean, this is getting political. The problem with yeah. the politics in the United States is this or that. There's no yeah. in between. So it's this or that, and you're just choosing exactly. between which may be the least worst for the next four years. Yeah. like the way the system is set up there's no positive that's choosing what isn't going to be like you're just weighing the, the cons you're not weighing the pros you're weighing the cons against each other every yeah. election you're like oh this is going to be bad because but it won't be as bad as this because you're not saying like oh this person's going to change anything they're not right. they're ne- they never do <clears throat> like it's all it's all a farce and which sucks <laughs> Because we are, quote unquote, the greatest nation in the world, but we can't prove it for anything. This, yeah, exactly. Like, I love when people say we're the greatest nation in the world. I'm like, literally? Only in athletics. <laughs> that, that's literally yeah. it. But that's because we just have so many fucking people here. And so many different, like, yeah, there's so many fucking people here. It, it's like we're number one in gun shootings. Like, yeah, go ahead, t- go ahead and tell me how we're the greatest country in the world. Yeah, or the greatest country in the world, which you own, can't determine which metric. Yeah. So dumb. And my final question for you is, what's the biggest misconception about you? That I am intimidating. <laughs> I think that's the thing is that people like I've gotten messages and like I've gotten messages they're like, oh, I'm scared to talk to you. And like a lot of it stems from my Instagram. A lot of it stands from me being fit and in shape and I go to the gym and like, yeah. people are like oh, you're intimidating uh, or like um, it just people call me intimidating. Like I've had a good friend of mine say people have told him that they think I am intimidating when he's like, you just don't know him. Like you literally have just never been in the same room with him. But if you yeah. are in the same room with him for longer than five minutes, you realize that his Instagram his not his is not his person yeah like the, especially nowadays like before my instagram had a lot more uh, personality and other than just me being like a model and like 
throwing pictures of myself shirtless. <laughs> like back in the day, before I started doing all that, it had a lot more personality, a lot more just me goofing off on a camera, me just showing off just nonsense with like friends and stuff. Yeah. It's like people don't understand that, like, I wouldn't say it. Not everyone's social media is their actual personality, especially not Instagram. Yeah. Like, there are some people who do make their Instagram their personality, but I am willing to bet that's not the majority. I'm willing yeah. to put money on it that that's not the majority. Yeah, like, I totally get that. The only reason people see the real me is because, like, I run an interview podcast. I need people to open up to me. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not if I'm not honest with people, how am I going to get them to open up with me? Like, you can't be fake as... You can't be fake as fuck and run a podcast. Well, you, can. you probably can. You probably can. You, play, you can definitely play a character. But it's like, nah. I'd rather tell you all the truth. Like, yeah, it, like, that, that would be the biggest thing is that they think my personality, my Instagram persona is who I am in yeah. real life. That's, they'd be like, oh, are you ever dressed? I'm like, I'm only undressed when I take a photo. <laughs> Like the rest of the time, I am fully dressed and under a blanket when I'm in the house because it's cold as fuck in here. Yeah. And it's like the other thing is I'll say the one misconception people say about me it's that I'm shady. I'm not shady. I'm blunt and honest. Like, I mean, you can be both. They're not mutually exclusive. But (laughs) I mean, have there been times where I've shaded people? I'm like, yeah, but it's like, a lot of the times it's not like intentional. It's like sometimes I just say things. Like I'm one of those people I say the first thought that comes into my head. I come I say the first thought that comes into my head. It's like or it's like if I feel like I can make a joke and like I can get away and I can get you laughing. If I can mm-hmm. get the guest laughing, I'll do it. That's fair. I was like, I know I'm shady. If you saw my confessionals, you know I they you know I'm shady. But I'm also like, but I'm also a very much a like I said what I said, and if you ask me to repeat it, I'll say it again. So there's never a like, oh, you're just saying this because so and so, or you're just saying this behind my back. Like, no, 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 I'll say it to you if you want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I may have said it behind you because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But no, this is uh, these are actual honest thoughts. That that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I am not the kind of person like I will say something to your face. As I would behind your back. It's like, if I said, I said it on this podcast one point, I was talking about somebody and I'm like, I said, they have a stupid voice. Like, they sound dumb. I would say that to their face. Like, <clears throat> and it's like, and it's like, it's not my fault you're a gay person and you try and sound like a bro. Like, that's that persona, boo. <laughs> it's like, you're the oh, one who was on, you, you put yourself, you put yourself on TV. I'm just commenting. <laughs> I'm just here to I'm just here to talk about it. <laughs> totally. Well, with that being said, it was great getting to meet you. No, well, thanks for having me. It was fun. You're welcome. Of course. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the interview. I appreciate you reaching out to me. This is fun. Of I do course. want to go back and watch the Kirby one though. So you should send. Yeah, I'll me. I'll send you, I'll send you the Kirby one. You and Kirby. Well, I would say, at least I've gotten more people from this season than I have last season. But, like, mm-hmm. from season one, I mean, I did get Rico. So, I mean, like. That's fair. Like, 
if you're gonna get one person from a show, it might as well be the person. At least who won. get the winner. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you might be able to get King Dwarf. He might do it. The person who I'm still Johnny agreed. To, Johnny Cakes agreed to it. I just mm-hmm. we haven't made it like able to like work back. Like yeah, yeah. But it's like I've messaged plenty of y'all. Some of you will probably be on here even more. But yeah, I'll send you the interview card. Okay, sounds and, good. Yeah. And with I that being think... said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. <laughs>